Brent Doherty, Don Davenport, Ron Slay, and yeah. Buck Rising back from Pittsburgh. Buck, what's up? How are you? Hello, friends. How are we? I've never been to Pittsburgh. What? What? Oh, describe that town to me. Um. Well, you know, I mean, it's like I feel every AFC North city, except more developed and less dirty. I thought that Pittsburgh <laughs> was uh, really nice. I, it's, the the stadium is right there on the North Shore and. Right by the uh, the Pirates ballpark, PNC. It's really, really cool, the setup that they have. And, you know, I didn't go into too many places right now since we're traveling and I'm waiting to get my booster shot on Thursday. But I uh, I really enjoyed the, the food there. It's fantastic. I had some great Italian. And uh, I really, really liked the setup downtown. I saw Jimmy Wyatt making, like, laps around the entire city, like running across all of the three bridges. So, I had a I had a good time, and the Steelers fans are insane, which made that game almost tolerable to be a part of because at least the environment was cool. Pretty amazing, man. Four more turnovers. They've lost three out yeah. of four in those games. We all know the stats. Thirteen turnovers. You just you can't win. You can't beat any. And the defense, but at some point, has to just break down the the team meeting room of the offense and go, "Hey, man, can y'all please hold up your end of the deal?" You know. I mean, it does feel that way, doesn't it? I'd sure yes. at them if I was playing on the defensive side of the ball. It, and because they're they're really they've really been so good about just being dropped into the worst kind of circumstances and holding holding opponent uh, opponents down. Like whether whether it's been Roethlisberger at this point in his career or whether it's been Roethlisberger of like five years ago, it's it's tough for a team to be put in that many disadvantageous positions and hold them to field goals the way that the Titans defense did outside of that one drive where, you know, you heard Kevin Byard criticizing the officials because it did feel like the only reason that they were able to get down the field to first and goal from the one was because flags were flying everywhere on Titans defenders that drive. And some of them, uh, you know, as there were questionable, questionable calls on both sides, some of those, uh, some of those calls were pretty questionable. Pretty amazing that they were in the game, given the four turnovers. And, and all, you know, Pittsburgh started each of those possessions off those turnovers in Titan territory, and they only come away with with the uh, with the four field goals. That, that's pretty amazing. And then you consider, on top of that, just, you know, 168 in terms of total yardage. And uh, the defense is playing at a high level right now. And I, I get, you know, everybody, like Shafe did from the morning show, like – like, well, the Pittsburgh sucks on offense. I'm like, yeah, but their previous low this year was 252. So, I mean, that, you know, don't take anything away from, from what the Titans D put out there. No, you can't. And, like, the thing that the thing that drives you insane is the fact that, like, and I wrote about this last night because I was trying to figure out how to, how to phrase my emotions about that game. I'm like, this drives me insane because they move the ball. Like, they move the ball fine and they run the ball. Fine. They had over 200 yards rushing again yesterday, and they've averaged just over 135 rushing yards per game. So they kind of like figured it out without Derek. It's just that everything in the passing game is so hard for them, and it got so much harder without Julio just even on the field in the second half because even the checkdowns to the running backs weren't open the way that they were in the first half. That's right. Julio would be covered, and then at least he could get rid of the ball in some kind of quick fashion, but that was completely gone after Julio Jones left the field. So how concerned are you about this football team? We threw that out there. One to ten. How concerned are you? 
Oh, I'd say, I'd say an eight, just because like it's not... <laughs> the way you started you to answer that, yeah. like I thought you were gonna say like a five. <laughs> yeah, like your tone didn't match your number. Well, uh, that's that's the great part about me. Hello, Don. By the way, <laughs> Don's tone always matches her number. <laughs> well, that's, that's a, yeah, very very. Uh, it's very predictable. I know what I'm gonna get every time I call it, <laughs> but I. Yeah, am looking at this because they like the problems that they had at the start of the year before all the injuries started are still the same problems they cannot protect that quarterback he got smoked back there again and this offensive line like I know the Brewers out there instead of Saffold and I know that I mean David Questenberry is, is doing the best that he can and my god must Dylan Raidens be bad for him not be able to earn the opportunity to give up five hurries, two sacks, and one quarterback hit like Wessenberry did. So I, I don't know how you fix the offensive line because that part of it, maybe they're not completely healthy, but for the most part you're working with what you've got. And they can't keep him upright, and he looks just rattled back there, even coming down to that botched snap that they had between him and Ben Jones. Yeah, what was that? Him. Trying to get out quick. Him about it last night, yeah. and he just goes up. That's never happened before, and I, it's, he's just tight. He's just physically tight out there because he's pressing because he has to, and they're not, they're not helping him the way that they need to be outside of just the wide receivers not being healthy. He's getting crushed back there. You talk about not helping. <laughs> we started the show with let help me help, help you, you right? <laughs> um, Todd Downing. Let's have this conversation about play calling, about Todd Downing. And, and I get it. Offensive line is struggling to protect Tannehill. A.J. Brown will make a huge difference if he's out there. And the defense is playing great. And offensively, they have been able to run the football, even without Derrick Henry. How much do you look at Todd Downing to say, hey, maybe figure out how to call a different game? Yeah, I mean, he has to, Evolve right? Like, he doesn't, he doesn't have I a pick. choice. Yeah, he doesn't have a choice because this is, I mean, it's not like the situation is going to change for them right. anytime soon. Because I saw people screaming at me last night uh, when I did the primetime show from the stadium about Todd Downing. I was like, you know, in the press box during the game, I was like, I didn't feel like it was that out of whack. And then I kind of watched the TV copy today, and it felt like, you know, as soon as that Ferkser fumble happened, that everything mm. – that they were doing got nuked. Like it just completely was set out of order as soon as the turnover started. Because the, the, the most bizarre thing about them is it's not just, it can't just be one turnover. It has to be four <laughs> yeah. or five. Right? Like they did against the Houston Texans in a way that confound you. I mean, it's just an avalanche of stupidity after they make the first mistake. And it goes, and like, and I know not all of it is, Stupidity. I don't know how you make that Racy McMath fumble happen in any other situation. That was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life. It was really impressive. It was like a pirouette almost. Well, I get what he was doing. He tried to keep himself up, but in keeping himself up, it then turned into a fumble instead of him being down by contact. So, like, I, I just think that everything, it was the Murphy's Law game again, and they've yeah. done that three out of the five losses that they've had this season. And I think Todd Downing, just like everything else, there's zero rhythm for him to get into 
during a game when they just go into these nuclear modes that they do. There, there were a couple of things on the TV copy where where uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo, that's one of them, where they concluded that his shin actually did touch the ground and that he should have been ruled down. And then the play where Big Jeff got flagged on the interception or the fumble, uh, that he was actually pushed into the quarterback uh, were a couple of things on the TV copy. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that, and, like, I, we, we talked to Jeff about that last night. He told us how the refs explained that roving the passer penalty to him. Mike Rabel said, you know, we they, they called it the way that we coach it, even if he got pushed into him. The, so the rule, is, the rule is horrendous, but the call was correct. Yeah, because he couldn't have stopped. The There's no way he could have stopped himself. No, I mean, what's he going to do in that situation? Like, I feel for him. I hate it for him. It's a, It's – just one of these terrible roughing the pass. I mean, this happens in every game in the NFL every week where you're just like, oh, that is gross. But by the letter of the law, they did call that one correctly. And I know people don't want to hear that, but like, I mean, <laughs> you can't blame the refs for all of your problems. It doesn't just come down to that one call. And honestly, Naquan Jones should have been flagged for roughing the passer earlier anyway, because they just smoked Ben back there uh, earlier in the game in a way that so was just bizarre that they let that play out the way that it did so you got away with one you know you'll forgive the other that was in the rpo so, this is like you kept it <laughs> yeah. like he kept it but he did my god it was like watching it was literally like watching a tree fall in the forest the way that he went down such a giant human being bug rising's <laughs> weekly visits uh, brought to you by buddy alley carpet one they most certainly are and not only am I brought to you by Buddy Allen Carpet One, but full service flooring with satisfaction guaranteed is what Buddy Allen Carpet One brings to you when you choose to get them involved with whatever it is that your project is, whether you're renovating your bathroom or whether you're getting hardwood floors or whether you're exploring different kind of options that are pet-friendly, kid-friendly, whatever you got, Buddy Allen Carpet One Got you covered. Zach, Jenna, they're the best family-owned business. Check them out. BuddyAllenCarpet1.com. There is Buck Rising. Uh, 10 to 1 weekdays on 104.5 The Zone. Just the Buck Rising Show. Sweep of the nation. Thank you, Buck. (laughs) Goodbye, friends.